Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association. Missouri produces wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details on the variety of products made in the state are at ChooseWood.com. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this is The Gateway. It's Tuesday, April 13th. I'm Wayne Pratt. Barges are critical to transporting grain, coal, and petroleum throughout the Midwest. And the industry may be in for a change with a new focus on green energy. What's going on in trucks and cars, that will transition to us, but we're always the last. In just a few minutes, St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan All reports on the unclear effect of the green energy movement on barges. The top Republican on a House committee dealing with redistricting wants lawmakers to keep an open mind about the once-every-ten-year process. State Representative Dan Schall made the comments on Politically Speaking. St. Louis Public Radio's Jason Rosenbaum has more. Because of a delay in census data being delivered to Missouri, lawmakers likely won't vote on a congressional map until a winter special session. But Shaw is holding hearings to gauge what people want the state's eight congressional districts to look like. While Democrats have little leverage on this process, Shaw says it's not his intention to just ram a map through the legislature. If you go for broke uh, and try to really get something, you be careful because the voters may, it may come back to haunt you. Shaw also says that because state legislative redistricting may not be complete until sometime in 2022, Lawmakers are mulling over whether to move the filing deadline for next year's election. I'm Jason Rosenbaum, St. Louis Public Radio. You can hear that episode of Politically Speaking at stlpublicradio.org. The Missouri House has voted to ban private businesses from requiring proof of vaccination from employees or customers. House lawmakers decided yesterday to tack the provision on another bill, There appears to be widespread opposition in the Republican-led legislature to preemptively ban so-called vaccine passports. They are documentation indicating whether travelers have been vaccinated against COVID-19. The bill that advanced yesterday goes further by banning private businesses from requiring proof of any vaccination. Bipartisan critics say businesses such as nursing homes should be allowed to require employees or visitors to show they have been vaccinated against the coronavirus. Muslims in the St. Louis region are preparing to observe the holy month of Ramadan, which begins today. There will be limited public gatherings this year as Muslims take precautions during the pandemic. Some mosques will be open for modified celebrations. St. Louis Public Radio's Andrea Henderson reports. The Dar al-Jalal Islamic Center in Hazelwood typically sees an influx of visitors during the holy month of Ramadan. To accommodate visitors and comply with COVID-19 guidelines, the center will continue prayers and Quran readings as scheduled. But this year, it won't provide iftar, an evening meal that breaks the daily fast. Instead, the center will embrace Ramadan's focus on community and encourage Muslims to donate to a local Islamic group. Muath al-Hayari is board president of the mosque. He says health is priority. As the very first few days of Ramadan, we're going to be focusing just on the safety. Temperature, six feet distance, the mask. Al-Hiyari says the center will consider adding activities throughout the month. I'm Andrea Henderson, St. Louis Public Radio. Students at one of St. Louis Public Schools' top high schools are feeling blindsided by a plan to relocate to another building. The district wants to move the Collegiate School of Medicine and Bioscience to a shared space 
with the district's arts-themed high school. Collegiate is the district's newest high school, yet its site lacks permanent science labs. Sophomore Avery Vance says the new building would have more amenities, but she worries about the impact on school culture after classmates have been apart for more than a year. I think that eventually we can bounce back. The thing is, though, nobody wants their high school experience to be while, they're, while your school is bouncing back from something. Moving Collegiate is part of a larger proposed reshuffling of programs in the district. SLPS will close eight schools at the end of this academic year. A district spokeswoman says the plan will likely be discussed further at today's school board meeting. The chairwoman of the St. Louis County Council is calling on members to approve a no-confidence resolution in County Police Chief Mary Barton. Rita Days wants the panel to vote on a non-binding resolution. The Post-Dispatch reports it follows allegations of racial misconduct and retaliation against officers. Days tells the newspaper the measure would send a strong message. The council has a say on the police department's budget. Hiring and discipline decisions, though, are up to the County Board of Police Commissioners. The Biden administration is fighting climate change in part by pushing for cars and trucks to be more fuel efficient and reduce emissions. So far, there has not been talk about another mode of transportation and its future within the move toward green energy. St. Louis Public Radio's Jonathan Alt reports on the barge industry's outlook and what effect it may have on Midwestern rivers. A towboat is pushing 15 barges of grain through the Loxon Dam at Alton. More than 100 million tons of cargo, including 65% of the corn exported from the U.S., travels via barge on the Mississippi River system. Andy Shrimp is a project manager with the Army Corps of Engineers in St. Louis, which oversees the Loxon Dam. He says low crop prices and the pandemic didn't slow barge traffic, and he thinks that volume will continue next year. Well, I would like to think it would be a significant uptick. I don't want to be that optimistic, uh, but I do think that there will be, that there is reason to believe the traffic will sustain if not pick up. One of the bright spots for the barge industry could come from a growing focus on green energy and combating climate change. Shrimp says moving products on the river is better for the environment. And I'm talking about the carbon uh, footprint, the carbon output, uh, and the amount of commodities that are moved per you know, gallon of fuel burned. A study by Texas A&M University shows barges can move a ton of cargo 647 miles with a single gallon of fuel. That's almost 200 miles more than a train and 500 more than a truck. But are barges really all that green? The answer to that is really a mixed bag. Olivia Dorothy is the Upper Mississippi River Basin Director for American Rivers, an advocacy group. She says the numbers on fuel efficiency are from studies paid for by the barge industry, and there's even less data on pollution levels from towboat engines. And we don't have good independent figures on the, what the actual emissions are between uh, trains and barges. But the barge industry sticks by its numbers and also hopes to reduce its carbon footprint further, just like the auto industry via hybrid and electric engines. Dave Lee is with ABB, a Swiss company whose product lines include marine power systems. The company has done preliminary design and concept work on an electric towboat engine. Lee says that's the kind of thing that could come to market, but it may take some time. Just look at what's going on on the roads. 
what's going on in trucks and cars, that will transition to us, but we're always the last, always a Marine. It goes trucks, cars, rail, then Marine uh, typically picks it up. So I always say we're about five, 10 years behind. Lee says any shift to more energy-efficient towboat engines will take some kind of external pressure, either governments mandating them or providing some kind of incentive. Jennifer Carpenter is the president of the American Waterways Operators, a trade group representing the tugboat, towboat, and barge companies. She says the green energy movement is an opportunity for her industry and also for the government to invest in what is already the best environmental option for transporting goods. There's great technology out there, but really understanding what needs to happen in in order to to make that work um, in the marine environment um, is going to take a little work. There's a lot of smart people working on it, and some additional dollars will, uh, will only accelerate that. Even though something is fuel efficient doesn't necessarily mean it's good for the environment. Dorothy Oliver of American Waterways says the Mississippi River is a river in name only because it's been engineered for cargo, and the lock and dam systems that make barge traffic possible is the real problem. Because we've seen declines and increases in river traffic, and yet there's still a steady decrease in habitat, a steady loss of biodiversity, because it's really based on that infrastructure. Dorothy says even the cleanest running towboats and barges will continue to hurt rivers in the U.S. She also concedes that it's highly unlikely the U.S. would ever shut down barge traffic altogether, especially with the industry suggesting it's a green option. I'm Jonathan All, St. Louis Public Radio. Sheila Newman is the executive editor of St. Louis Public Radio, music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. We are a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. I'm Wayne Pratt. From the St. Louis Public Radio Newsroom, this has been The Gateway. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.